Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXP and today is the 21st of September 2022 and the global cryptocurrency market is not doing good at all. It is currently down to $926 billion. This is extremely scary considering the fact that today Jerome Powell will be going live and will be announcing the interest rates. Now there is a very high chance this would have a massive impact not just on the cryptocurrency market but on the stock market as well and one thing which i mentioned in the previous episodes as well the moment jerome powell announces the interest rates the uae central bank literally does the same thing in the next couple of hours as well so if jerome powell increases the interest rate let's say by 75 basis points the uae central bank will increase it by 75 basis points if jerome powell increases let's say by 50 basis points the uae central bank will increase it by 50 basis points as well. In today's episode, we are very briefly going to talk about it and I'll also share where can you go and check the interest rate information by the Federal Reserve Board. In today's episode, we're also going to be talking about MicroStrategy and they've been deciding to buy another 301 Bitcoins. Now, personally, I'm not a fan of Michael Saylor and what, and what I really worry is that the accumulation of Bitcoin is in selected individuals and mostly these are multi-billionaires and millionaires and that is not ideal for Bitcoin. And in today's episode, we'll also talk some information about Ethereum and Bitcoin. Now Glassnode, what they tend to do is, they tend to provide a weekly insight every Mondays. Now surprisingly, in this time's weekly insight, it's all about Ethereum, not a single mention about Bitcoin. Is this the sign of Ethereum flipping Bitcoin? So we'll very briefly talk about that. And we'll also discuss CoinShares weekly blog, which I personally like, and they tend to publish the blog via Medium. Now regarding UAE, we have two news as well. And the first news is about Dubai Police Headquarter and Al-Amin Services. They had an event at the Museum of the Future on the 19th of September, and the event was to discuss online gaming and metaverse. Absolutely brilliant event. The second event is by HSBC. Now what they say is that, they have executed the first blockchain transaction for Middle East automotive sector. Now, when I researched about this, I definitely don't think so. It is blockchain technology. So it is a centralized blockchain and it is more of a consortium. So I'll go ahead and explore in detail what that is. And before we start today's episode, one quiz that I'd like to ask for today is how much of interest rate do you think Jerome Powell will increase in today's event? Will it be 100 basis points? Will it be 75 basis points or will it be 50 basis points? So let's get started today's episode. Welcome everyone, it's Aitim, you're in Dubai and you're listening to Crypto and Coffee at 8, where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And how the series of episodes under Crypto and Coffee at 8 works is, we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the price of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well. News that has an impact in the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And this is followed by Ask Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions from the cryptocurrency world. And every Fridays we have an episode called Metaverse Everything. So please check out those episodes as well. The format for Metaverse Everything podcast is completely different. And what I tend to do is I also tend to publish a daily and weekly report via my LinkedIn profile and my LinkedIn profile is in the show notes below. Alternatively, you can also go to the Blockchain DXP website 
and look for the blogs under the crypto blog section. And before we kickstart today's episode, I have an important message, so check this out. Firstly, guys, Startup OI is global one tech platform for tech. It offers global high paying tech jobs with flexibility in working time and location, global free tech events, and tech networks to connect with global like minded engineers. A brilliant platform to listen to the tech experts in Metaverse and to grab their insights. Now, listen, all you have to do is download the app Startup OI. If you're using an Android version, go to Google Store and App Store for iOS devices. Alternatively, you can also click on the show notes below to download Startup OI. Next, guys, listen, if you're into fitness, if you're into adventure, if you want to do something well but still want to keep your health in check, there is a new podcast in town, a podcast focusing on obstacle course race in the Middle East. The podcast is called Rise in the Obstacle Course Race. And Rise in the Obstacle Course Race podcast is a peer-to-peer community-driven podcast where they talk all about obstacle course race in the Middle East, from Sandstorm to Spartan Race, from Tough Mudder to Desert Warrior Challenge, and also the Government Gov Games, and quite a lot more. The podcast has interviews with athletes locally and internationally to get inside scoop on how athletes prepare for obstacle course race. In the podcast, they also talk about interesting stories on why they are motivated to do obstacle course race. And that's not all. They also plan to release seven NFTs. And these NFTs are no ordinary. These NFTs will represent every emirate in the UAE. And listen, guys, these NFTs are going to be absolutely massive. So do one thing. Go to Spotify, go to iTunes, go to any leading podcasting platform and search for Rise in the Obstacle Course Race podcast. Next, Vertex Events have organized the first ever blockchain summit in the history of the World Expo on 10th to 11th of October 2021 at Dubai Expo 2022. Now, they are planning to organize a two-day blockchain summit in 2022 on the 14th and 15th of October at Grand Hyatt Dubai UAE. And Blockchain Dubai Summit is one of the most innovative and interactive summits in the Middle East. Industry leaders from the world of blockchain, digital assets will gather to discuss advantages of blockchain, crypto, DeFi, NFT and Metaverse, a brilliant event to network with leading personalities in the space. There are a couple of packages and opportunities for sponsorship, so click on the link below to know everything about Vortex events and the website is vortexgroups.ae or also drop me an email to info at blockchaindxv.com. And finally guys, not your keys, not your crypto. If you have dabbled with cryptocurrencies and now are seriously getting to protect your cryptocurrencies, there is no better way to protect it by using a hardware wallet and this is where Ledger Wallet kicks in and Ledger Wallets a hardware cryptocurrency wallets made by Ledger, a company headquartered in Paris, France, and Ledger's hardware wallets are multi-currency wallets that are used to store private keys for cryptocurrencies offline. And Ledger offers two hardware wallets, the Ledger Nano and Ledger Nano X wallets. They are world-class experts with extensive crypto security backgrounds. They continuously look for vulnerabilities in Ledger products in a constant effort to improve the level of security. Now, in today's world, securing these digital assets is a critical challenge and this is where ledger kicks in so click the link below to buy your hardware wallet and support this podcast it is a brilliant way to support this podcast so what are you waiting for the link is in the show notes below now since you have taken care of those news let's look at the price of the cryptocurrency market now as of today 21st of september the global crypto market is at 926 billion dollars now guys when jerome powell would go live i wouldn't be surprised if the price if the global cryptocurrency market goes either below the 900 billion dollar mark or it could go to an extreme 
of racing towards the $1 trillion mark. So what are your thoughts? Mention them in the comments below. And since the last 24 hours, it is down by 1.18%. The total crypto market volume over the last 24 hours is $66.71 billion. And since the last 24 hours, it is down by 9.65%. The total volume in DeFi is currently at $3.99 billion. Once again, guys, this is a ridiculously low volume. The total value locked is $53.85 billion. And MakerDAO accounts for 13.53% with $7.29 billion locked in the DeFi protocol. And DeFi accounts for 5.98% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. The volume of stable coins now is at $61.37 billion. Now, out of the $61.37 billion, Tether USDT accounts for $48.02 billion. USDC accounts for $4.7 billion. And Binance USD accounts for $7.9 billion. Now, guys, what I'm planning to do is in the month of October, I do plan to have an event talking everything about stable coins. So when I'll be discussing that event, I'll talk in details about the history of Tether. And I'm also going to be discussing how Binance USD is slowly picking up pace. Now, a few months ago, it was USDC which had gradually increased its volume. But since the last two weeks, it's Binance USD which is gradually picking up pace. And as a matter of fact, just a few hours ago, a draft has been published with reference to algorithmically backed stable coins. And uh, this is still at a draft stage, so it could be possible that algorithmically backed stable coins will be completely banned in US. So it's going to be really interesting, but not positive for the cryptocurrency sector. Now, as of now, the volume of stable coin accounts for 92.31% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. Now, let's quickly look at the market share, 24-hour trading volume, and the dominance between Bitcoin and Ethereum. Now, ever since the post-merge, I'm really surprised that the market share of Bitcoin is well over 50% of that of Ethereum. I was under the expectation that Ethereum's market share will be over 60% of that of Bitcoin. So, I've been proven 100% wrong. As of today, Bitcoin's market share is $364 billion and Ethereum's market share is $163 billion. The 24-hour trading volume of Bitcoin is $34 billion, whereas Ethereum's trading volume is $14 billion. If you look at the dominance of both Bitcoin and Ethereum have gone down, Bitcoin's dominance is 39.30% and Ethereum's dominance is 17.70%. Now let's look at the price of the king of all kings, Bitcoin. It is currently at $18,942 and since the last 24 hours it is down by 2.20%. Since the last 7 days, it is down by 6.85%. Ethereum is down to $1,337. And since the last 24 hours, it is down by 1.73%. And since the last 7 days, it is down by 17.09%. Binance Coin is currently at $266. Since the last 24 hours, it is down by 1.33%. And since the last 7 days, it is down by 5.02%. So the entire cryptocurrency market is looking red. And in the next few hours, Jerome Powell will be going live and he will be announcing the interest rate. Now, I definitely do think that this could sway the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies either in a positive or in a negative way. What I've been doing since the past six months is I've been taking a screenshot of the price of the cryptocurrency market four to five hours before the announcement. 
I also tend to listen to Jerome Powell live via YouTube when he's announcing the interest rate and I tend to look if there is any drastic movement. But I don't see any drastic movement while the event is live. I look at the price few hours as well and the price pretty much remains the same. The price usually fluctuates 4 to 5 hours after Jerome Powell has gone live on YouTube. The announcement for today will be a little bit different because with the midterm elections taking place in the month of November, would it be possible that the Biden administration will try to manipulate these numbers? Now, idealistically, the interest rate should be somewhere between 75 basis points or 100 basis points. As a matter of fact, via LinkedIn, I've seen so many posts that the interest rate would be 75 basis points. But listen, guys, if the Biden administration does have control and tries to manipulate the information, there is a very high possibility that the interest rate could only be 50 basis points. Now, once again, I could be 100% wrong on this. So the big question is, when we talk about cryptocurrencies, these news does actually impact the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. Is Bitcoin really apolitical? Now, when you talk about open source nature of Bitcoin, when you talk about peer-to-peer, Ideally, it should not be having any political influence, but looks like Bitcoin is not apolitical. Now, what we at Blockchain DXP do is, I tend to have a session every month where we discuss Pestle R analysis on Bitcoin. So, what does Pestle R analysis stand for? It is political, economical, social, technological, legal, environmental, and religious analysis on Bitcoin. So, if you want to find out more information, Go to eventbrite.com and look at the dates when I'm having these sessions. Or you can also drop me an email to info.blockchaindxp.com. Or you can also look at more information on my website that is blockchaindxp.com. And there is this massive news circulating right now about Michael Saylor and MicroStrategy. They are on a buying spree. And MicroStrategy has announced that they plan to buy 301 more Bitcoin. And they have an official filing with the Security Exchange Commission. And in that, they are mentioned that they are buying 301 more Bitcoin. So the multi-billion dollar company is now buying more Bitcoin. And with this, they would hold 130,000 Bitcoin. And CoinDesk has provided an article that says that MicroStrategy will be buying these Bitcoins at an average price of $19,851. What I really worry, guys, when you talk about Bitcoin, there's a lot of accumulation of Bitcoin among multi-billionaires, multi-millionaires and celebrities. So this whole notion of Bitcoin being a people's money does not seem to be accurate. With 90% of the supply already out in the market, it's only the early adopters who are benefited. The multi-billionaires, multi-millionaires and people like Michael Saylor who recently got involved in Bitcoin as early as 2020 because of the funds that they have are in a position to accumulate Bitcoin. Personally, I'm not a fan of this because BlackRock, which is if not one of the biggest financial giants in the world, they are the core people responsible for the whole ESG concern and they are focusing a lot on environmental impacts. Now, if BlackRock wants to switch Bitcoin's underlying protocol from proof of work to proof of stake, because the accumulation of Bitcoin is in selected individuals such as MicroStrategy, uh, Grayscale Investments and a lot of Bitcoin whales, what BlackRock can do is they can buy these companies or they can directly or indirectly influence these companies to switch from proof of work to proof of stake. Now, in theory, this sounds easy, but in practice, it'll be extremely, extremely difficult. 
But the whole ESG concern, the whole narrative is driven by Larry Fink, who's the CEO of BlackRock. And you should know by now that BlackRock is if not one of the biggest financial giants and they have well over $13 trillion assets under management. And they've recently got involved in Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies as well. And a few months ago, I talked about how BlackRock is currently working with few renewable energy companies and they might try to have an influence in the mining industry as well. I'm hoping that does not happen. So the whole notion of accumulating Bitcoin by multi-billionaires is definitely not ideal. And look guys, human greed, game theory and the whole nature of Bitcoin supply being fixed makes Bitcoin not an ideal form of money with over 90% of supply among the elite such as early doctors, multi-billionaires, multi-millionaires and celebrities, will Bitcoin ever succeeding in playing a pivotal role in creating a separation of money and the state? At this point of time, I do think it is at least a couple of decades away. Now let's talk about some news regarding Ethereum and Bitcoin. Now last note what they tend to do is, every Mondays they have an insight where they explain everything about Bitcoin. Now surprisingly, in this week's insight, it's all about Ethereum and the article is called The Merge, A Feat of Engineering. And I'm a bit surprised that in this particular insight, they only talked about Ethereum. Absolutely no information about Bitcoin. Now, if you are a technical nerd and do want to read through the charts and graphs, go to Glassnode and look at the insights. I believe they also have a paid article as well. So is this the sign of Ethereum flipping Bitcoin? Because Glassnode, they should always talk about Bitcoin. And this might just be the very first time in the weekly inside, they are talking everything about Ethereum and not Bitcoin. Now, along with Glassnodes, CoinShares, they also tend to provide a weekly blog via Medium. It is relatively easier to understand. And what they have said via the blog is that post-Ethereum merge flows indicate continued caution among investors with the fourth week of outflows totaling $15 million. And this could be one of the reasons why the price of Ethereum has been blowing down. Bitcoin, on the other hand, so inflows totaling $17 million and it is the first inflow following a 5-week run of outflows that totaled $93 million. But that being said, if you look at the price of Bitcoin today, it has still gone down. Now, if there were inflows, ideally the price of Bitcoin should have gone up, but the price has still gone down. And this most likely could be because of the announcement that Jerome Powell is going to make later on today. And look guys, if you want to look at the slides, you can go to my LinkedIn profile would find all the slides. What I tend to do is Monday to Thursdays along with my podcast in my LinkedIn I also have the show notes written and I also have the slide so you're more than welcome to just download these slides as well. And what I tend to do is I tend to take these price via coin market cap. I also look at coin gecko and I also look at Masari as well. Now guys let's talk about two news regarding UAE and the first one is by Dubai police and Al Amin service and they held an online gaming and metaverse forum on the 19th of September at the Museum of the Future. So the massive news is that Dubai Alamein Service held online gaming and metaverse forum on the 19th of September at the Museum of the Future. And experts discussed the challenges and risks of online games and cybercrimes at the event. And guys, Alamein Service provides safe and confidential communication channels to citizens, residents and visitors to solve problems in the society. It also raises awareness about various online crimes. Now, this event was organized as part of its efforts to protect children and teens from the dangers and risks related to online gaming. Now, online gaming is a massive industry, especially with metaverse kicking in and Roblox, which is extremely popular 
among teenagers, this event is an absolutely must. So this event was an absolute must and the theme of the event was challenges and security risks of online gaming. Now there were a couple of people from the blockchain industry who were present at the event. Dr. Marwal Al-Zaruni who is the CEO of Dubai Blockchain Center and Dr. Noah Rafford who is the Chief of Global Affairs at the Dubai Future Foundation was at the event. Herb Lauren who is the founder and CEO of a metaverse company called Airway.io. Luca Lamberti who is the CEO of 99stars and that company offers blockchain gaming ecosystem were invited to speak at the forum. And they also had a panel discussion where Colonel Saeed Al-Hajri, who is the director of the Cybercrime Department at Dubai Police and Educational Psychologist and Educational Psychologist Dr. Nadia Bohanad were at the event. So in case if you guys did actually attend the session, please let me know. I'd be really eager to find out what the session is all about. And at this point of time, I'm not sure if the session is available live on YouTube, but if it is, please do check it out. So the forum challenges and the security risks of online gaming highlighted the risks posed by online gaming platforms and the level of cooperation that relevant security authorities and game developers must achieve to ensure early detection of risks and limit them. Apart from announcing the security efforts with game developers, the forum seek to identify the security gaps and means of future development as well as reduce cybercrimes on online gaming platforms. And Dr. Nadia Bohanad said, the forum aims to raise awareness among families and community members about online gaming and discuss ways of detecting risks and the roles of parents in preventing the occurrence of violent crimes. Definitely a brilliant initiative by Dubai Police. And Dubai Police is also releasing the second series of NFTs. And most likely, these NFTs will be released at the Jitex event which is taking place next month. Now guys, let me talk about the next news that is about HSBC. And they claim that they have executed the first blockchain transaction for Middle East automotive sector. Now straight up front guys, they are not using blockchain technology. They are using a centralized protocol and looks like they are just promoting blockchain technology. So I am going to go ahead and share my experience and my thoughts about this. So the news is that HSBC executes first blockchain transaction for Middle East automotive sector. And the news via Gulf Business states, HSBC has executed a blockchain-enabled trade finance transaction between Chinese manufacturer SEIC Motor and Tajir Group from Saudi Arabia, who is an exclusive agent for MG Cars. Now, SEIC Motor Companies was founded in 1997 in Shanghai, China, whereas Tajir Group is a limited liability company that offers leasing solutions in compliance with Islamic Sharia. And they are also exclusive directors of MG Cars in Saudi Arabia. And the G Group was formed in 1997. Now, according to HSBC, distributed ledger technology has the potential to reduce transaction times from 5 to 10 days to under 24 hours. And by implementing distributed ledger technology, it enables additional trade to be conducted between markets. This part does seem accurate, but they are using a platform called as Contour Platform. And if you do want to find out more information, of what so-called blockchain technology that they are using, go to Contour.network. Now let me try to explain what is Contour.network. Contour is a global network of banks, corporates and trade partners working together to revolutionize the trade finance industry. Now this point clearly indicates it is not blockchain, rather it is an association or some kind of consortium. Now as for the website it states, 
that it is the world's leading trade finance network and Contour announces digital trade journey by streamlining complex trade finance processes and simplifying workflows using cutting-edge technology. So definitely seems like an association or a consortium. When you talk about blockchain and Bitcoin in particular, they have severe allergic reaction to association and consortium. Now this particular Contour network is backed by nine global banks to solve the long-standing inefficiencies in trade and trade finance and the banks include Bangkok Bank, BNP Paribas, City CTBC Bank, HSBC, ING, SEB, SMCB and Standard Chartered. Clearly it indicates that this is an association of banks and not an open blockchain. Now this is definitely a centralized protocol. Now are they using digitization or distributed ledger? Yes. Is it decentralized? No. But in the news it says that it's decentralized and this is something which when you go back to the basics of open blockchain protocols like EOS they are very centralized but they call themselves as fairly decentralized and listen guys if you're new to blockchain you need to remember it is distributed or it is centralized there is no fairly decentralized so this platform that is contour platform is definitely using digitization they're using distributed ledger technology but are they using blockchain definitely no and is it decentralized? Definitely no. So let me try to give you some more information about the so-called blockchain transaction. The transaction was conducted on the Contour platform and becomes the region's first for the automotive sector. Contour platform enabled end-to-end -end digitization of the credit documentation required for Tajir to import a shipment of cars from SEIC in a process that is up to 10 times faster than using physical documents and this was said by an official statement and David Leslie who is the general manager to the trade finance business at SABB said blockchain can significantly reduce friction and increase the price of trade for companies trading with Saudi Arabia entities. But this particular statement is 100% inaccurate. He should replace the word blockchain with distributed ledger technology and I personally think rather than using blockchain the correct word would be to use a software. Now let me explain the pillars of open blockchain and this is something which I've been noticing since 2016. A lot of the companies just simply jump on the bandwagon of blockchain without really understanding what blockchain is. Now this particular point of open blockchain is popularized by Andreas Antonopoulos. So what I really recommend you guys to do is go to YouTube and look up Andreas Antonopoulos pillars of open blockchain that clearly explains all these points in details. So there are six points that is the first one is open source. So the code needs to be completely open source. Absolutely anyone in the world should be able to go out and check these codes. The transaction needs to be permissionless which means you do not need any prior permission from absolutely anyone to go out and use open blockchain protocols. In case of Contour platform, the transactions are only restricted within the bank. The third one is censorship resistant. Bitcoin and open blockchain transactions are 100% censorship resistant which means the transactions cannot be stopped. In case of Contour platform the transactions can easily be stopped because there is a group of 9 banks. The fourth one is borderless. Open blockchain protocols and Bitcoin are completely borderless. You can be in any part of the world and the transactions can be done. In case of Contour platform they need to follow anti-money laundering requirement. There are sanctions in place that Contour platform need to adhere to. Fifth one is neutral. 
Neutral is the value of using Bitcoin and open blockchain from anywhere in the world. In case of Contour platform, only geographically restricted approved countries can go ahead and use the platform. And the final point is publicly verifiable, which means in case of Bitcoin and open blockchain, absolutely anyone in the world can go ahead and verify these transactions. In case of Contour platform, only the nine banks and the employees can go ahead and verify the information. And one thing guys to remember is double spent. The whole idea Bitcoin was created was because there would be no double spend. So prior problems that existed before Bitcoin was double spend and Bitcoin solved the double spend problem. Now listen guys, if you do want to find out the basics of Bitcoin, go to my website that is www.blockchaindxb.com and at the bottom of the page, I've clearly explained what is double spend and these are some of the basics of Bitcoin and open blockchain. So HSBC claiming that they have executed the first blockchain transaction for Middle East automotive sector is fairly inaccurate. They have used a centralized protocol and they have not even used blockchain and they have not even used open blockchain but they have used distributed ledger technology. So that's all for today guys on the Crypto and Coffee at 8 for Blockchain DXB. In case if you have any feedback or suggestions, please drop me an email to info blockchaindxb.com and you can also check out my website that is www.blockchaindxp.com and check out my other website guys, it's eric2071.com that talks everything about Metaverse. And if you like listening to this podcast, please follow this button, give it a 5 star rating and share the word across. Now for the next few minutes, it's going to be an Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, pure blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. So let's get started with the Ask Me Anything series. Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXB. You're listening to the Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. And remember, Monday to Thursdays, 8 a.m. to 8.30 a.m., we have Crypto and Coffee at 8, where we cover job news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. And this is followed by two news and information related to Dubai, UAE, and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And what you're listening to right now is the Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions from the cryptocurrency world. I have a first question by Carl who asks, In the Metaverse Everything podcast you mentioned about the Spartan Unbreakable Pass. Can you share more information about it and when it'll be out? That's a brilliant question Carl and thank you so very much for reminding this. Now guys listen, if you're into obstacle course race, Spartan is if not one of the biggest organizations in the world. And recently they announced that they are planning to release an unbreakable pass. This particular pass will be released on the 28th of this month. Now if you want to find out more information about the Spartan Unbreakable Pass, all of the information is out via the Discord channel. Now I do understand that people in Dubai and UAE are not accustomed to using Discord but if you do want to find out more information about it Carl, what I would recommend you to do is download Discord and join a Discord channel for Spartan Unbreakable Pass. Now what this does at a macro level call is this Unbreakable Pass will give you access to Spartan Trails, Spartan Obstacle Course Race, Tough Mudder, Deca and quite a lot more for 3 years. And I believe the price tag for these Unbreakable Pass is $3000. Now I do have this feeling that the 3000 has got to do more with the number 300 that is linked to the movie Spartan. And what they're also planning to do is out of this 3,000 passes, 
300 of them, they might be giving it out as a giveaway, but it is unclear at this point of time because I've been following the Discord channel and they have a lot of giveaways as well. What I'm going to be doing for my end, so far as Cryptocurrency is concerned, I will be interviewing three people from the Spartan Unbreakable Pass team. And what I'm going to be doing, Carl, as a matter of fact, immediately after finishing this podcast, I'm going to be sending them a message via Discord and I'm going to be asking them when is the ideal time for me to have this podcast session with them. While in that podcast session, what I really want to do is, you know, try to understand why is Spartan Race creating this unbreakable past? What is the motivation behind it? How did the decision making come about? What were some of the challenges that they faced? And earlier today, Carl, you know, when I was going through Instagram, I did see a report and I cannot confirm if it is accurate or wrong. There's some talk about it will be an NFT less pass. What that means is that uh, this particular pass, you may not be able to resell it. If you're not able to resell it or share it, does it become an NFT or does it become a security? And again, this is purely based off an Instagram post. And the Instagram post, I believe, was on inside.ocr. That is the Instagram handle. So I'm not sure if that particular news is accurate or not. So in that interview that I have with the team, I'm definitely going to be asking them. And what they've mentioned is something called as dinosaur pass. So I'm really not sure what that is. So what I'm going to be doing, Carl, after this podcast, I'll be dropping them a message via Discord. And most likely, I'll try to have an interview with them. Or probably on Friday or probably on Monday or Tuesday. I definitely do want to have the session before they release the Unbreakable Pass and they want to release it on the 28th. If you do have any questions, Carl, please make sure that you mention them in the comments below. Or if you have any questions regarding the Spartan Unbreakable Pass, you can also go to the Discord channel. They have an AMA that is Ask Me Anything, where they did actually have a lot of questions. And there was an audio-only event as well. But uh, to be honest, because I'm in Dubai, I could not hear or I could not get access uh, to the audio session because a lot of the audio sessions are still banned in Dubai and in UAE. But uh, if you're, let's say, some a listener who is not from UAE, maybe you can go ahead and listen to that once again. But in the meantime, Carl, if you do have any questions regarding the Spartan Unbreakable Pass, more than welcome to mention it in the comments below, or drop me an email to info.blockchaindxb.com. And what I will do is I'll go ahead and ask them if there are any questions. Now, I do want to ask them questions in terms of, you know, they've decided to release it on Ethereum, the reasoning as to why they have decided to do that. They have whitelisting as well. What is the criteria for whitelisting? And I did do a bit of research. And the team who is releasing this Spartan Unbreakable Pass, they also have worked on another project called Meta Pranos. And they have released 11,111 unique NFTs. So I'm going to be trying to get more information about that as well. So what I'll do is most likely I'll try to have an interview with them either this Friday or most likely Monday or Tuesday. And immediately after I get the audio recording, I'll try to edit it and post it then and there itself. So thanks so much for asking that question, Carl. Really appreciate it. So that's all for today, guys, on the Ask Me Anything series in Blockchain DXP. In case if you guys have any feedback or suggestions, please drop me an email to info at blockchaindxp.com. You can also check out my website, that is www.blockchaindxp.com. And guys, check out my other website, that is area2071.com, that talks everything about Metaverse. And if you like listening to this, please click on the follow button, give it a 5-star rating, and share the word across. And remember guys, Monday to Thursdays, 8am to 8.30am, we have Crypto and Coffee at 8, where we cover topics and information pertaining to Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. And how the series of episodes on the Crypto and Coffee at 8 works is, we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the price of cryptocurrencies, 
Some major breaking news occasionally shot at Sweet News as well. News that has an impact in the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information was related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And this is followed by the Ask Me Anything series that you're listening to right now, where your listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. Thanks so much for listening guys and have a great day. Bye-bye.